Welcome everybody to our festive Bald Opinion special. We are currently stuck deep in that never world, never region between Christmas and New Year where everybody's tired, everybody's full of food and we're also full of opinions. With me on this special episode is a special guest. Um, I believe it's pronounced Goodney. <laughs> Flawless. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Welcome, Goodney. Good to see you. How are you? Thank you. A guest in my own house. How strange and lovely. I am all right. Happy holidays, Neil. Yes, and to you and yours. Wow, that's forward of you. <laughs> yes, so this is a holiday special because life finds a way of getting in the way. We are just giving you one this year, if you excuse <laughs> the innuendo. Um, and what innuendo? Giving, giving you one, goodness, giving you mm-hmm. one, giving you Say one. one time. Yeah, one. Just one more time. Okay, what? One, okay. One. Thank you. Four. Thank God. Incredible. Um, wow. <laughs> yes. So I thought, as always, we're going to split it up into two. The first mm-hmm. bit is a preamble um, mm-hmm. where we'll just reflect upon the year of cinema and games. And then, because we're going into a new year, let's look at beginnings and we will discuss our favourite video game beginnings and maybe our favourite film beginnings. Um, But anyway. The reason I'm laughing, I wish people could see you when you're saying these things because you're kind of dancing around. You're like a chef trying to get like spices from the the shelf as you're reaching your hands up for This episode is very tactile. It's very, I'm just very touchy and feely. Um, No, I I don't know about you, Goodney, but I am done in by this festive season i am tired i am all socialized out and Mm -hmm. i just want to sit in a dark room and watch star trek movies and i don't know why i want to watch star trek movies goodney i just think that they're my comfort i think jean-luc picard and Riker are i want them to adopt me and be my daddies (laughs) Um, and just hug me a bald hero if there ever was one exactly yeah i think sitting home in the darkness and watching star trek is like the antithesis of the work that we do on a daily basis yes uh, especially around the holidays good lord so i i get that so i, get that. I just want to crawl under a blanket and finish resident evil for a remake because <laughs> that's my happy place so to start us off um yes we haven't the beginnings we, well we haven't discussed this um but yes yes Start at the beginning. But if you shut up and let me finish what I'm saying. (laughs) He's pointing. (laughs) I'm getting flashbacks for Christmas dinner where I would just yell at everybody, shut up and let me finish my point. Uh, And then my my three-year-old nephew would cry. Um, But he was wrong. Um, I remember way back when in like episode one, Mm-hmm. Or the episode we did where we just sort of introduced ourselves and talked about what we were looking to do in this podcast, mm-hmm. we said that we would update listeners with what's going on in our lives if we're doing something film related. And I believe, Goodney, that something film related has happened in your life. Could you please tell me in no more than 50 words what it was? 
Springing this on me. Uh, that's five words <laughs> gone already. I made a short film in April. And in the uh, months since, I have been uh, doing post-production with various companies on this film. And it is finally, finally ready. And it was premiered on the 25th of December at 8.15, or 8.17 actually, on the Icelandic National Broadcasting Station, Roof. And for all you Icelandic listeners out there, it is available on the streaming service Sarpurin uh, for about three months. So you can actually go and watch it. And the film is called, in English, Krampus. I still have to kind of have you uh, help me with the pronunciation of it, because it is <laughs> a word that uh, we created. Um, yes. It's like Krampus, but with two S's, so like a pussycat. Um, and then in Icelandic, it's called Thidkanistvis. Dot dot dot, and it what is, is about what, what? What does that? What does that directly translate to? It directly translates to, and I. <laughs> the funny thing is, I was on the Wikipedia page of the Yule Cat because it's about the Yule Cat uh, yesterday, and someone had uploaded a piece about this film already, and it wasn't us. They put it nice. on the Wikipedia page about this creature that the film is about, um, and they translated it as, you know, dot dot dot, and that's that's pretty much correct. Or I guess mm, if you were to properly tr- uh, translate it, it would be more like, you know, you've all heard of or something like that. Okay. Because it's the beginning of a poem about uh, this cat, this giant cat that eats children. And that's a synopsis of the film. Basically, yeah. I've seen it. It's Icelandic. Yeah, very it's, much. It's uh, at Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's all the opinions I have about it. I'm not thanked at the end, so I'm pretty ticked off. Um, <laughs> which was a, which was a Freudian slip, but yeah, um, yeah. The it's it's just been uh, it's it's been a lot. Like I haven't mentioned it at all in the podcast. Uh, you know, just because we're mostly focused on other people's uh, great achievements, uh, mm-hmm. so we don't really talk about ours. Um, but yeah, on well, top of our, let, let, yeah. Let, let's hold up. Let's hold up. We don't yeah. talk about mine because they don't exist. <laughs> it's not not true but on top of uh, regular work and doing this podcast obviously i've been yeah overseeing the post-production of this film um and yeah you yeah just so relieved that well i was describing it to who was it again i was describing it to someone and um i was saying to them i'm just so happy that it's not pardon the language that it's not shit like when it was ready i was just so relieved because you go into every project like with this, and uh, which I think this is relevant actually to the podcast. Uh, I think everybody who, maybe not Ball, most people who do films, they don't go in there like with trying to make a bad film. Like they try to make something good. There's always the good intentions. And every, I, uh, every project starts with this concept of, you know what would be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if dot, 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 you know? So everybody goes and trying to do the best they can, but you don't know, like that's the truth of it. It's a massive gamble and there are, you know, dozens of people that are involved as well, and they all bring their own thing to the table. You don't know how your film is going to be when you start. And uh, nowhere has that been more true than with this film. Like when we wrote it, I had no idea it would end up being the way it is now. But I'm just so relieved that I am very happy with it. There was this one old guy on Facebook who uh, said, like, what about the children? And, and like, meant it. What somebody think of the children? And I love it. I think I'm going to frame that. It was brilliant. 
Yes, you should. Um, I guess, soon as we're on the subject, well, actually, first of all, Goodney, is there mm. anybody involved, even tangentially, with the project who you didn't thank previously, who you would like to take this moment now to thank live <laughs> on this podcast? Um, my little brother. Uh, <laughs> yes, that, that's that's what it was. He, he got he got in touch and was just like, "Yo, yeah. this is whack." I'm little, but not that little. Yeah, oh, I yeah. would like to thank Neil Prentice for the support. Uh, he did support a lot throughout the whole process, and he was a a, a pep man on the on the sidelines uh, for a lot of it when when uh, things were looking dour. But uh, yeah, thank you, Neil, for being there with me. And that's all we have time for today, guys. Yep. Thank you for Merry listening. Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, um, I guess what I was what I was about to say before I forgot I was going to make that hilarious joke was mm-hmm. that you know we don't really do much self promotion here. It's not really promotion, but it's something we haven't mentioned that earlier this year, Goodney and I took part in a forty eight hour film challenge. That's right. So there is a there is a film on uh, my YouTube channel. <laughs> Which kind You're going to promote exists. your YouTube channel? Well, well. <laughs> you just search my name. You'll find uh, our our short film that we've shot. Goodney was in London. He wrote it. Me and uh, fellow tutors from Edinburgh Film Academy went and shot this with some actors. Um, yeah, and it's a fun little film that was devised, written and shot in 48 hours. Even less than that, actually. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, for those that don't, aren't familiar with those kinds of challenges, uh, you know, fight to have it brought to your city because it's all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it's a brilliant concept because, yeah, 48 hours, it's so short. They give you some parameters uh, so you kind of can't start working until you get those parameters on a Friday night and then you have to turn in the film on a Sunday night. It's mm-hmm. it's brilliant. Like so many so many cool concepts come out of it. And and yeah, I'm, yeah. It's it's um, it's how Uwe Boll has made three Blood Rain films. <laughs> <laughs> if you're shooting one film, why not just shoot two? That exactly. should always be what you have in exactly. mind while shooting. Um, so while while we're in this reflective mood, Goodney, yeah. let's just talk very briefly about 2023. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really go in for like lists and stuff, mainly because I can never remember what I've seen. Yes. Um, and I don't like doing research. Uh, so <laughs> off the top of your head, Goodney, any film highlights from this year that you that you want to bring up let's talk just like new releases not like oh i watched the apartment for the first time this year which i did and it was great um let's look at uh new <laughs> releases for 2023 let's look at um uh pfft, wow that is really hard i like what, what comes <laughs> what comes straight to mind i'm opening my letterbox now because I, I have the memory of a goldfish uh-huh. but what comes straight to mind is no it's gone now wait just no uh talk to me uh, the mm-hmm. horror film, which is on Netflix at the moment, that was very good. Uh, it's made by these two uh, twins who I've sort of watched on YouTube for about ten years. They had like a very long streak of being absolutely insufferable by being these sort of influencer Logan Paul esque guys in a mansion. But then what what they've sort of kept doing throughout is just doing these crazy stunts using themselves and. Th- how they ended up doing like this film and it is very violent in the way that they've sort of uh, evolved which is very impressive but it's also like it's more than that it's deeper than that and it is genuinely uncomfortable so i'm i'm just hats off thoroughly impressed um with uh oh, i forget their names danny and 
uh, something. Anyway, the Raka Raka twins, basically. So that's one that comes to mind right away. So maybe there's a reason for that. What about you? Um, yeah, I think the... I, I was I was cheating there. I just Googled 2023 films because the only two that stick in my mind um, were ones that I've talked about. One is one I've talked about extensively on this podcast, which is, of course, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Um, mm-hmm. Greatest film uh, yeah. of the year, Fan- yep. in Fantastic. my opinion. Fantastic. Um, and recently, uh, last week, I saw Godzilla Minus One, which was actually Amazing. as good as people say it is yeah i've been um, wanting to see it yeah it looks great yeah like it was one where i saw a bit of hype on twitter and i thought i feel like it's maybe not going to be as good as people say it is but it is um and i mean i'm a sucker for the U- for the u.s godzillas like the king of the monsters and versus kong mm-hmm. um i'm aware but yeah <laughs> i think this guy is. loved rampage <laughs> No, no, how dare you? (laughs) Um, And, but something I never like fully comprehended because I haven't really watched many of the Japanese Godzillas is that their Godzilla is so creepy. Like, (laughs) because sometimes it's just a guy in a suit. And I think in recent years, in the recent iterations, it's kind of a hybrid of a guy in a suit and like CGI. um, Wait, is it still a guy in a suit? I'm not sure. I know Shin Godzilla was mm-hmm. the the one from um, several years ago, but I don't know about this one. But they have like this: the gods has like this dead dead eyes and is totally like emotionless, except for when they get it gets angry and roars, and it, its its upper body is always like rigid when it's walking, and mm-hmm. so it has this more kind of like indifferent Terminator kind of feel about it, mm-hmm. and that's. It's, yeah, that's quite it's quite unsettling. Um, and this one's a period piece set just after World War II. Mm-hmm. And for a stretch of the film, you kind of forget it's a Godzilla movie, um, which is both good and bad. But yeah, it was just really good, um, really effective uh, Godzilla film, which kind of, for me, came out of nowhere. I didn't expect to see a Godzilla film this year, and then I did, which is always a good thing. Um, Does the title make any sense? Minus one? Yeah, I think it's because it's uh, like it's almost kind of like a prequel. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Because it's because it's a period piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, but think. Um, yeah, and yeah, and, and I mean, other film highlights are sort of cliched, like Killers of the Flower Moon, um, which was sort of just an exciting moment to go see because it's. Uh, Scorsese mm-hmm. given loads of money to make this big epic movie um, which I liked but again I think I've mentioned it before I would never recommend it to people because it's like a chunk of your life sure uh, there's like lots of big hits this year but my my one sh- shout out that I really think needs to be made goes to Gerard Butler <laughs> to Gerard Butler to Gerard Butler for playing for plane. What a picture. Honestly, honestly, it was so competent and so solid mm-hmm. that it was just like, it was so refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd put it in the same sort of vein as like No Escape, 
which mm. was just again like this film that you have very little hope for you watch it and you're kind of like you're invested and on edge throughout it all that's the owen wilson one right yes yeah these are ones a, that you don't think you don't think too much about the politics or or whatever yeah, behind yeah. it you're just kind of you get caught up in the in the drama of it all no escape is probably the best zombie film i've ever seen that doesn't have zombies like, and that's part of why it's problematic. Yes. But <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, Plane was yeah, like it's Jared Butler, but he's not superhuman. Um I think he still has some kind of military training, which is a bit of a bummer. But well, it's always a convenient backstory. But the cast is solid and uh Mike Coulter uh plays the sort of the anti hero guy with a hidden past he's like what Jared butler is in every other film basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um he's in this and he's really he's really good and they don't and they don't wrap it all up well they kind of do but it's yeah it's just it's just really good it's a good action film i was going to say fun but it's not particularly fun but it's a good action film that i watched one saturday night after work while eating chips <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot of films that came out this year that I haven't seen, but I really want Same. to see because they're about to drop. Like the Holdovers, uh, Anatomy of a Fall, Poor Things. Like all this is like and and more that that should be dropping any day now, uh, or they have dropped in in the states. Uh, yeah. And just like one last one, I'll mention, and people will go, "Ah, oh, why aren't you mentioning any of the big ones?" It's just the uh, <laughs> Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that. I think that came out this year. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, just thoroughly. Yeah, it's just a really nasty, nasty, gory horror film. Like I, I quite liked it. So I think, yeah, for some reason this year, two horror films, unlike me, but here they are. Yeah, I think, I think in general for horror, it's been a very strong year. I mean, it's always kind of strong, but you've had like Megan, you've had Talk to Me, you've got Evil Dead Rises, uh, and there's been a bunch of other kind of big hitting horror films or horror-esque i mean it was a big hit but we both agree it's terrible you had fnaf so <laughs> so yeah it's it's been a big year for horror um yeah likewise um look when looking at the list of releases for 2023 i was aware of just how many i've missed or i just haven't watched yet that i've been thinking like i will watch it i've got to get around to it um but just before we move on good name i'm going to ask you the most important question of all year mm-hmm what's the better film oppenheimer or barbie good lord how <laughs> my my answer's not going to be uh <laughs> my answer's going to be thrown out in court and here's why uh cuz i was very sick i just stayed with you and there's a recording of us playing uh, uh the the black baron and the white warlord where i'm so yes. sick i came yeah. straight from that sickness went to oppenheimer and fell asleep and I have not fallen asleep watching a film in a very long time. So I fear that that's the person I am right now. And this mm-hmm. will be who I am for uh, the foreseeable future. But thankfully, it was just a sickness. So I couldn't really tell you how Oppenheimer was because <laughs> I'd only saw about half of it. So from what I saw, I preferred Barbie. But uh, don't hold me to that. What about you? What is Which is the better um, one? Same. Uh, Barbie. Barbie like uh they're both good films with flaws uh but in Oppenheimer while it is very good there are aspects of it of Nolan's filmmaking that I don't like that are really prevalent um which 
is annoying because it felt like he got over it. So Dark Knight Rises, I've only seen once and that was at the cinema, but a yeah, thing that same. has always stuck in my brain is there's a scene where they're hiding from Bane in like the underground and uh, Robin or whatever his name is before we find out it was Robin is talking to some police guys. I think it's Commissioner Gordon he's talking to and they're just having a conversation and the music in the background is going... <laughs> <laughs> and it's and that's what it's like throughout the whole film and in Oppenheimer it is very similar where every scene feels like it's building to something and it kind of after like two hours of that it just it starts to it just you start to feel a bit unsatisfied or a bit kind of like uh, like you know it's like you're at when, the, at the rave and you're waiting for the for the drop and the yeah. guy like keeps and you're just like Nolan, ah. Nolan, the ultimate edge lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like so. But with Barbie, it's an hour and forty minutes. It's funny. It has some great stuff in it. Um, Ryan Gosling's performance and Margot Robbie's performances are top tier. The musical number is incredible. Um, the message from for, like. I don't want to mansplain it, but from a male point of view... <laughs> you can just like, mansplain it to me. Yeah, from a male point of view, I think the message in Barbie is, like, it's huge. Like, the, the message for women is, is, like, it's a bit confused, I think, towards the end. But the Gosling arc, like, and the song... I'm like, this is this is what men need. This is what men need. Like the song, I've listened to it many, many times. But yeah, in your car at the end, when I was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At the end where he's just like, you know, I'm just Ken and that's enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm great at doing mm-hmm. stuff. And then he's, you know, he's like, put your manly hand in mine. Like it's this, this, you know, throughout the, through the song and through the film, he gets to a point where he realizes like, you know, I can have feelings. I don't have to meet this expectation of what it is to be a man. Um, it's all kind of toxic. I don't exist to be, you know, this person's other half. I'm my own person. Um, even if they don't see the good stuff in me, I still have that good stuff. And it's just like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. I really, I really liked it. I, there's a, a musical number in Oppenheimer as well, right? Yes. Yes. The same, actually, um, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my I'm my name's Oppie. Oppenheimer. I'm I'm just Oppie, and I'm great at destroying Go. stuff. <laughs> um, yes, uh, yeah. So I, the, he, the jury's still out. I have I I haven't legally seen Oppenheimer. So so now 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 we're in full free flowing radio DJ territory here, Goodney. Because I've got a question I want to ask off the back of something you said earlier. Okay, you said you fell asleep during Oppenheimer. Yes. What was the last film before that that you fell asleep at in the cinema? In the cinema, uh, well, I fell asleep during two films on your couch just days prior, both uh, Clue and um, Dungeons and Dragons. But I managed to sort of tear myself out of the sleep because we were trying <laughs> to make an episode about it. Um, in the cinema, I I don't even remember because I'm I'm not that guy. I never fall asleep during a film. Um, yeah, I could I couldn't tell you. What about you? Um, so I've only ever fallen asleep in the cinema once and that was the year was 2013 it was the summer of 2013 May the 2nd 2013 Mm -hmm. I had just handed in my dissertation film 
uh, at the end of my undergrad. That <laughs> week, I had had nine hours sleep. I was pro-plussed out my nut up until that point. <laughs> I had handed in a, a blank DVD and a copy of my script when what was supposed to be due was two copies of my film uh, and all my paperwork. Um, I was morose because I thought I'd screwed up four years of my life by just being completely <laughs> disorganized. And yeah, I was like, I was exhausted. I was just done in. We went to see Iron Man 3 and the most anticlimactic, like finishing of a uni degree ever. We were all sat there, just shells of men because we were all guys. And I fell asleep as Tony Stark's house was being demolished by missiles. <laughs> and then I think I woke up at one a, a part, I think when like Guy, Guy Pierce like first goes on fire and was mm. just, yeah. And then I think must have fallen, fell asleep again. Um, then I got home to my flat and realized I'd forgotten my key and basically just had a breakdown on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> then spent the next then spent the next month sitting in my living room with the curtains closed eating muffins and watching justified there we can't, go merry can't christmas believe, can't believe this whole podcast has been building up to this <laughs>